Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, Throttle Timepieces, Get Shit Done Coffee, Reverend Motors, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode, one that's near and dear to my heart, as I was able to invite Danica White, as well as a few members of the Berms crew, onto the podcast for the very first time. It was amazing to have these ladies on, and they were just so well-spoken, and I couldn't be more proud of how it came out, so I hope that you enjoy it. Big MX Radio is brought to you by Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, Reverend Motors, Throttle Syndicate, beautiful graphics those guys make, 204 Skate Shop, and Get Shit Done Coffee. You can save 20% on Get Shit Done Coffee with Big MX 20 at checkout. You can also save 20% with Manscaped with discount code BIGMX20 when you check out. Hopefully you guys will take us up on some savings in that regard. So this is going to be a fantastic interview, and I can't wait to, to crack things open with these ladies. It was so much fun to uh, have this conversation, and uh, the feedback that I got from them was just so amazing. Uh, I really, really enjoyed doing this podcast, and there'll, there'll be more to come for sure. Um, hopefully you're, uh, you're listening to this on either iTunes or Spotify, or maybe you've come all the way to BigMXRadio.com, uh, where you can also enter to win a YZ252 stroke. 2022 edition. Um, that's the top prize for our raffle. There are 11 additional prizes, uh, including some pro jerseys from uh, the Team Solitaire guys, um, as well as a set of graphics for the the bike itself, as well as there's an additional set of graphics to be won. And there's also pants and jersey from Fox Racing that are, are up for grabs in addition to uh, an exhaust system from FMF. So uh, if you're interested in our raffle, uh, we're going to uh, all the money that uh, we're raising is going towards uh, doing some riding clinics and hosting some uh, some events that'll uh, support the grassroots of motocross, which I couldn't be more proud to be uh, doing. So go to BigMXRadio.com, get yourself some raffle tickets, and uh, best of luck to you. That'd be awesome. So uh, let's get into this podcast. Danica White and the Berms crew, as always, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. There's a sale going on right now. Head over to Fox Racing Canada for all of the latest and greatest. You know you're going to want to look good when you roll up to the track, whether you're down south and you have riding opportunities now, or if you're like me looking at six feet of snow outside my window, those riding days are coming. You want to get fitted from the from the feet all the way up to the top of your head and do so with Fox Racing Canada. They've got the greatest threads. We're also on board here with Reverend Motors, great oil company. They've got two-stroke stuff. They've got that high-gloss uh, silicone finish, similar to uh, like the, a competitor like SC1 from Maxima. They've got that stuff as well. Uh, and we've also got Get Shit Done Coffee. If you're like me, you want to get shit done throughout the day, you can't do so without a great cup of coffee. So go over to Get Shit Done Coffee on Instagram and uh, and get yourself a bag. You can save yourself 20% by entering discount code BIGMX20 at checkout. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. And if it sounds like I'm a little bit excited right now, it's because I've got four women on the line for the very first time uh, on this podcast. I'm so proud to, to, to bring on the boom, the berm crew. Is that what is is that what this is, Danica? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's 
our little riding group called Surf and Berms, and we kind of label the highlighted ladies in it as the Berms crew. So at least people know who to like find at the tracks or, or if you see us out riding that the whole group is very approachable and can be there to help. So yeah, we kind of fall under the, the Berms crew. Danica White back on the Big MX Radio podcast for the first time in a month's time. Some Supercross races have happened. So good to connect with you. Uh, and yeah, you've you've also uh, you've brought company uh, for this particular episode. This is something that we talked about even before the new year. Is bringing on some ladies that really highlight uh, the sport of motocross and off-road racing in uh, the province of Alberta. I feel completely outnumbered, and uh, and, and I, I couldn't thank you enough for for sort of uh, like uh, hurting the cats, if you will, bringing some ladies over <laughs> to the podcast. And uh, and thank you so much. How about you uh, do some introductions for us? Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for having us. We're just a bunch of wild cats on the line, I guess you could say. But yeah, no, so on the line today, we got Jan Van, uh, Kasha, and Lexi Pichot, who would be a repeat offender that you would have had on the show before. <laughs> but yeah, all three of these ladies are awesome. They're located right like around the Calgary area. They ride yeah. off-road and MX. Um, yeah, they're just really highlighted individuals in our community that shape like what we stand for like they're always willing to help riders get into the sport um they've all had different introductions to riding dirt bikes so it's kind of it's pretty rad to see like a group of ladies come together like this where they've all had different ways of getting into the sport and maybe reasons why they ride right so it's, it's pretty cool like they all have their own stories and I love riding with them. I love hanging out with them. They're all this awesome energy and yeah, we keep pushing each other to do better and, and be better. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so proud to have you guys on. Um, and, and thank you so much for, for putting these ladies together. And I guess if this episode flops, like it's completely your fault because <laughs> you did pick the guest list. Oh, yeah. No, it's not going to flop. This thing's just going to blow through the roof. Dude. How, how are you going to control four women every week now on your podcast? I don't know. This is a full hostile takeover. Uh, like You guys basically had me at gunpoint putting you guys on the podcast. But I think by by the end of it, I'm going to be the one having all the fun. Uh, ladies, it's so it's 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 such, such a, uh, an honor for me to have uh, you on the podcast. I'll try and uh, pass things around as evenly as humanly possible. But uh, um, like this is a first to have this many different guests on a Big MX Radio podcast. Um, but uh, what we do it for Surf and Berms as well as uh, Fox Racing Canada. Um, let's let's start the like like the podcast off with just sort of some some story time here. Like Danica said, everyone has a story in motocross, and that's why it's so important for us to continue to tell these stories. They're relatable. People can uh, can sort of go, uh, relate them back to how they got started in the sport. Maybe hearing how someone gets into the sport will get somebody to want to get back into the sport. If they're currently not riding, they're currently not racing, maybe they dust off the boots and get back into it. So let's start off with Lexi Pichot because she is a repeat offender here on the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. Lexi, um, we, we know that you are an absolute woods specialist, but you can also go pretty fast <laughs> on two wheels on the track as well. Uh, where did this whole story start for you? Where does that sort of that, uh, the foundation get laid for you to have this just ridiculous passion for the sport of motocross? Totally. So I'm, I'm super grateful. I've been like, I've had a pretty good, um, I guess a little bit of a different path than some people. Uh, my mom and dad both rode before I was born. So I was kind of just born on two wheels, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, we, they actually had an off-road club uh, that they started the second year uh, over 20 years ago. And um, so, yeah, I basically just got to ride and, as much as I can and, and camping and riding off-road was kind of everything that we got to do as a family on the weekends um, throughout the summer as much as we could. And as soon as I could turn the throttle, I was put on the bike and ripping around a little PW50. Um, as I got older, long story short, I really fell in love with the sport, became more competitive, and off-road was kind of um, where my passion was and just what we did the most of uh, with my parents having an off-road club. So there wasn't much moto that was, like, in my younger life. Um, I didn't really start riding moto until 2016. 
Um, but I did more like enduro cross and that kind of stuff. We did some ice racing as well. Um, but then in 2016, I kind of fell in love with moto, just being at the track and it being so close, obviously in the middle of Calgary. And yeah, from there, uh, I guess I've always just been encouraged to like try different disciplines. And, um, I think a lot of those skills transfer over between like my off-road skills pay off moto track and so my moto skills pay off when I ride off-road. So I think, um, a lot of the rider that I am today is because of um, because of that, just trying trying different disciplines and and trying to be a, an all like rounded rider. Um, and I went to school and and life just happened. So I kind of knew that racing wasn't going to be my my career, I guess you could say. So um, I've just fell in love with with the sport and the community, and it's always been something that we could share with my family and friends and. Um, the motorcycle community is so welcoming, and when uh, when I started racing moto, that's kind of when I found out about surf and berms um, with their involvement in the the Western Nationals. Um, so that kind of that kind of sparked some inspiration, and I started doing some riding schools and and just getting more involved that way. And next thing you know, here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. So what does it mean to you to be part of the Berms crew and, and being able to give back and, and some of the rewarding experiences you've had with that? Yeah, it's really, it's really something that's difficult to explain with kind of without explain or without being there, I guess you could say. Um, you, you show up to a track and you get everyone from little girls on fifties to like moms that bring their daughters out and people that have never ridden before and people that have ridden street but never ridden off-road it's their first time there so it's really cool to see that we're able to welcome so many different levels of riders um when I when I was growing up there wasn't that many ladies that were around there was a handful of them that we got to ride together but there was nothing really like organized or um it, it was more the the handful of girls that were there it wasn't like this community feeling that that surfing berms has created and and Danica and everyone has done such a good job at, at bringing people into that community and it's cool to see like you can have a conversation with someone and it it sparks their inspiration to to come back the next week or bring their friends and just to see some of those friendships form over time just because we have uh one event and motorcycles just bring us together it's it's a really cool experience and and there's there's really nothing like it absolutely you just hit the nail on the head and i appreciate uh everything you just said there that you just like that's just couldn't be more perfect I, and that uh, that sets the bar quite kind of high for the rest of the crew here uh, but uh, let's move over to kasha is it uh kistelska Yes, you got it right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the, the, the last names do get harder as the list goes down. Uh, but, uh, but, Ka but Kasia, um, like, give, us, uh, give us the 411 on how you got into the sport of motocross and, and eventually uh, rose to your current position with, uh, with the Berms crew, uh, which I assume, uh, aside from Danica, you're just like the leader of the bunch because uh, from what I hear, you're, uh, you're, you're the boisterous one. You're, you're the one to look out for. Oh my gosh, I would not say I'm the leader, but thanks for saying that. Um, yeah, I guess my story's kind of funny, or I think it's funny. Um, I have a boyfriend, and he started riding um, since he was five. And obviously, I got introduced to the sport through him. I um, You're faster than him now, aren't you? Oh my gosh, I wish. Um, I wish. <laughs> Almost though, I'm catching up, I'm catching up. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, I was just the track multiple times a week, and I was the camera girl on the sidelines, and I just got very bored of that, and um, I think it was our first trip to California when he went down to train that I was just, like, completely mind-blown by the sport. Like, I just remember watching and having butterflies in my stomach, just, like, almost like an anxious feeling, but in a good way. Like, I wanted to hop on a bike and do the same thing. Um, little to my surprise was, is it not that easy <laughs> as it looks? Um, but yeah, I think later, I think it was maybe like six months of, of watching. Um, I finally said that I wanted to try, um, was super nervous because I did not think I had the coordination nor the skill or anything <laughs> to ride a bike in my life. Um, but I did it. And I think it's 
actually largely due to the surf and berms crew. I remember that um, one of the girls, Michelle McCarthy, she's also part of the berms crew. And um, her bike was, I think, the first bike that I tried riding. Um, and then a couple of the other girls lent me their bikes. I think it was Jacqueline and Danica. And um, yeah, I just fell in love instantaneously. And I remember it was, I don't know, maybe three weeks after I had first hopped on a bike, there was a surf in Berms. Um, and I do not think I took a single break. Like I did a thousand laps that day and it was on the hill track at the Wild Rose Motocross Association. Um, and the next day I went and bought a bike. So that's kind of how my story started and it's been history since. Oh man. Like the, the, the rotting clinics to me are such a linchpin into people getting uh, really immersed in the sport. If I can think of how many times I've ever ran out of gas on a bike, it's usually at a rotting school because you're just having so much fun. You're learning. You're getting better at it all the time. And before you know it, all of a sudden the bike quits because you, you just, uh, you've you been putting that much seat time. And, and you don't seem to like, always get that when you're, uh, when you're just putting in laps at the practice track. Certainly not I do because uh, I, I usually have arm pump three laps in. But um, if you could speak to the how important it is to to have those clinics and, and how much of a, a positive experience for you. Obviously, it must have been if you go out and uh, buy a bike the very next day. Yeah, I think it's super important. It was, I think, just more so for the fact that people can come together and do something that they all love equally as much as the other. And also just the encouragement piece. I remember that first surf and berms ride night, I felt I was so scared to get on the bike and ride with other people on the track. And I think that actually was probably the first time that I rode one of the main tracks because I was just on the little beginner one every other time. So I think just the encouragement from everybody that you get that's around you, everyone's so welcoming in the community. I have yet to come across someone who is not nice or encouraging or willing to help and, and do whatever they need to do to get you anything um so i think that's the biggest piece for me at least um is the encouragement it's a safe space everyone's just there to do the same thing ride their bike and have fun that's awesome that, that's the, the the beauty of the sport is just going out there at your own pace uh and and that camaraderie between people who do it uh and, and do it at whatever level that they they want to enjoy the sport i always say that like my fastest lap is is, is very much compared to uh someone else a lot more skilled than me highest fastest lap because you're just you're pushing it to your own personal best and, and then that's your what allows i think a lot of people just to stay stay in the sport and stay active in it now um jan one of the first questions that i had for you ladies uh was actually mm -hmm. towards you, yourself is what needs to happen for you to have that sort of like satisfying feeling rolling away from the track at the end of the day is it the people is it the way you ride is it a combination of those things tell it take us through that um yeah so for me definitely i think number one for me is people um, just hanging out with the crew. Like I think just last Sunday, me and Danico had a day at the track and it was just on cloud nine heading home. And, and now I can just start my work week with a, you know, with a full heart and a clear mind. Um, but yeah, definitely at the track or every time I get on my bike, I try to only pick one thing to work on just cause I just don't want to get myself too muddled. I just want to make sure that it's always fun. So yeah, just definitely pick one thing. And I think coming with age here, I'm just, you know, some days are good, some days are, are not so good, but uh, definitely they're always fun for me, so. Hey, yeah, uh, there's no bad days uh, on two wheels, unless I guess you're uh, you're, you're leaving uh, on a four-wheeled uh, um, <laughs> vehicle with lights on the top. Uh, so certainly I've been in that situation, hopefully not too often for you guys. Um, so. Uh, Kasha, um, next question for you is uh, cross-training for motocross. Motocross is a sport that uh, is, is more physically demanding than most people would realize. Most people who'd probably listen to this show know know all too well that uh, motocross can kick your butt in all kinds of ways. Uh, you guys have the luxury of being able to twist a throttle at Wild Rose on a regular basis. People like myself uh, need to, to stay active in the gym a little bit more in order uh, from, from week to week in order to stay busy. Um, but where does that factor in for you as far as cross training off the motorcycle, uh, taking advantage of some of the, the surf and berms uh, activities that have gone on with some of the pump track stuff? What, what uh, like, where do you like to get some of your, uh, the, the fitness that you utilize on race day? Oh my gosh. 
Um, I would say that I do not refer to it as cross training because it's okay. way too much fun to be called cross training. Um, but I think you you hit the nail on the head. I think the like the pump track for one. I know we've done a few ladies ride nights there at V Line, but I think that's probably one of the best um, off season training. I guess you could say we do. Um, I noticed a, a huge difference when Danica first introduced me to B Line. Um, just going on the pump track and then kind of realizing the same sort of movements on the bike at the track. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, uh, is a great one. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't say I really train outside of motocross specifically for motocross. I'm just an active person in general. Like I do snowboarding in the winter. Um, I do go to the gym regularly, but I think for me anyways, um, I have my best race days when I'm having fun and, I don't know if any amount of training would make that any better. <laughs> hey, I also noticed that when I'm having fun on two wheels, it for some reason seems to be a whole lot less strenuous. So I definitely vibe on that. Uh, Lexi Pichau, uh, someone who has been in the sport probably um, maybe the longest on the sh- on the call, aside from Danica. Um, who did you look up to um, in the sport growing up? Uh, did you specifically look up to uh, to women who raced? Was there was there guys that you looked up to as well? And uh, who do you model your riding style after? Oh, that's a hard question. That's why um, we ask the hard know. questions here at Big Mix Radio. <laughs> um, I don't know if there was really anyone specifically that I I looked up to. I guess there was some people that were in the the riding community that definitely took me under their wing. And, and when you're, when you're starting to ride, sometimes when you're like a more beginner rider, you're like the slower one of your friends, you always feel bad when you're in a group, you're like, oh, I don't want to hold you up. Like you guys just go. Um, but trying to like get out of that headspace, I think having them encourage me to just come along on those rides made me a faster rider. So I definitely owe it to, to a, a group of friends that I grew up with that, that were older than me that took me along. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question. I don't think I have kind of modeled my riding style after anyone. I guess it's kind of just its own thing. I mean, my off-road, my off-road background is definitely dominant. If you see me on motocross track, my butt always goes back really far when I'm jumping because uh, I feel like I'm trying to hit a log. Uh, so I kind of look silly, but it's kind of its own thing. Uh, I'm not trying to trying to copy anyone's style by any means. Fair enough. She's got her own style uh, out there on the track and uh, or in the uh, or on the trail. Uh, I myself, I look at woods riding and it's a skill set that I do not yet have. Maybe in the future I need to uh, cultivate a little bit more than that because off-road seems to be more prevalent than in, uh, it has been in the last 30 years. Danica, I throw things back to you a little bit here. Th- this is this is uh, for all intents and purposes your crew. These ladies, um, like, so I ask you, why choose these? ladies what what were the characteristics about these women who, who you found would be those approachable people who could be those people that are at the track uh who don't mind to lend a helping hand and and with a lot of integrity represent not only uh the surf and verbs brand but the sport of motocross for sure yeah like it, it's pretty rad to be honest with you like like i like it sounds like I'm running this like gang of hoodlums, but yes. I, seriously, I didn't, I didn't choose any of these ladies. Like we just started doing rides and these were the, like the Burns crew were the ones that were mainly showing up to rides and they're volunteering their time. They're helping riders out there. They're just, they're always like go-getters, adventure seekers. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're, they're always there. And yeah, especially the girls that are on the call right now, like, like Jan, Gash and Lexi, they're, <laughs> rad and they all have like yeah different riding backgrounds but they're just willing to help anyone and yeah I didn't I didn't like outright be like hey you guys are joining the crew like we just kind of were like hey you guys have been at every single ride and you're leading girls around every night like you're spending five hours at the track like not worrying about your moto at all like hey can I throw you on the on the website so girls can like know who to look out for at the rides and then outside of these girls like there's so many more that show up to the rides every single time too like this is just like a handful of six that we have specifically and like we'll still add more to it like there's girls on even 65s that show up and they are leading full-grown women around on like big size bikes right like we're just going first year getting them used to it but yeah I know it's incredible like 
that's the thing that I love about Surf and Burns is it's literally just a community that's fueled from all these like-minded individuals and yeah, we all have these different backgrounds, but stoked on bikes. So yeah, it's 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 a good time. Absolutely, and it, it's so encouraging to hear that uh, young ladies like Harley Larson have uh, Lawson have uh, some some stand-up girls to 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 look up to uh, as they make their way through and, and eventually to start riding some uh, some pro nationals for the women's side of things. Uh, you must be pretty proud at this point to uh, to see what it's how it's grown to the to this point, as well as uh, like sort of gives you optimism for where it can go in the future. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. I've like when we first started it, we just started it as like lessons to raise money for like national prizing. And then those lessons turned into kind of more like ride days. And then the ride days turned into more nights to get people into, into the sport. And yeah, kind of our thing is like, how do we either get people into riding or help them keep riding? Right. So yeah, it's kind of built into this awesome little community where like it's even at the end of the day, it's not even females. Like when we go to Beeline, there's a bunch of guys and dads and sons, like they all show up and ride and there's boys showing like the ladies around the track. Like I would say it's, it's very inclusive at the end of the day. It's not just like one specific group, but yeah, the whole, the whole moto community is just backing it and surf and burns events we have them as lady specific because it's such a niche and we want those like young girls, like you said, to know that like there's kids outside of high school that you can look up to and we're here for them. And yeah, if you're having a bad day, like come tell us, like we want to make you stoked again. Like we're just all here to have a good time and, and be that role model. And sometimes, yeah, you might not be stoked stoked one day, but you can go clear your head on a bike and, it's kind of like meditation, right? It just clears that week away. And yeah, like Jan said, like it just feeds your soul. Like you just feel so good after a ride with some awesome people. Well, that's why they call it throttle therapy. Uh, let's turn things over to uh, <laughs> Kasia Kistelska. Um, tell me about uh, our, our sort of the, the ringleader here, uh, Danica White. Um, what were your first impressions? How did you guys uh, foster the relationship you have today? And how does that fuel, uh, how does that relationship fuel your, fuel your want and need to continue to progress in the sport? And uh, um, because I, I'm such a proponent of the sport of motocross is a social outing. It, it's as much as it's a, it's a way to get active and we love how we feel on two wheels. Uh, we love to be around the people who uh, have that great vibe. Maybe get into that a little bit for us. Totally. Um, I just remember like one of the first times being Danica, all the best word I can use to describe her is just stoked. Like she's always stoked, <laughs> always happy, always super pumped to see anybody at the track, whether they're riding or not. Um, and that's just like so awesome. I just remember thinking she was one of the nicest people. And I remember when it was, when I was, getting ready to think about trying a bike she was like my number one supporter just super stoked and ready to help me with anything offered me her bike her gear like literally anything I needed um and I kind of just went from there I started riding I felt comfortable and she's taken me on countless number of laps like even still today she's helping me on the track she just helped me clear the the finish line jump finally at, at the wild rose um track so yeah I guess just that's kind of how our relationship started and I think it just continues to evolve because she's just such an amazing person and such a strong advocate for women's motocross and I think anybody that meets her for the first time could say the exact same thing there you go I mean, it's a good thing this is not a video podcast because we'd be getting a great shot of Danica <laughs> just full-blown red uh, after those <laughs> kind words. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. And and, and that's a, a really welcoming environment. You want to be able to, uh, like, be in a place where you're feeling like those around you want you to be there. There's a good vibe. And, and yeah, like there's um, like when it comes to Danica, I, that's one of the things I love to have her on the show is no matter what kind of mood I'm in, she comes in guns a blazing. Let's go. And, uh, and it gets you guys all going. I'm not too sure why she, she said you were going to be the most nervous on the show, but I'm glad that you were able to sort of open up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And that flopped. Perfect. Uh, so, Jan, let's 
let's let's <laughs> let's steer things over to uh to jan van she has a jan van uh what kind of bike do you put in the back of that uh, jan van jan Oh my goodness! I I'm I'm a four-stroke, so I've got a, a great little KTM 250 four-stroke, and it okay. it just really suits my my riding style. So I guess I like um, to be really grounded um, on my bike. I like the plantation of my of my four-stroke, and just um, I, I don't know. It just seems to suit my personality a lot more. Um, Prior to bikes, I was I was heavily into horses, and I always went for like the stockier horses and 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 a little bit horse you know, kind of like a Clydesdale, right? So I I feel like it just transitioned from my one horsepower to my two uh, two fifty horsepower. But no, it's definitely um, I've been on it for a few years now, and just every time I just love it. I I think I look at other people on the two fifties two strokes and I'm like ah should I do it should I do it and then I get on mine and I'm like no this just fits me perfectly and and it's something to be said about just having that that connection if you could stay with your bike so. well that's awesome it's great to hear that uh you're um loving the four strokes putting the power to yeah. the ground and uh or do you yeah. do mostly moto- motocross riding or are you out on the in the woods gosh, as well no Gosh, the motocross terrifies me. Okay. Um, no, I'm I, I'm in the woods, and and we've got some exciting stuff going on this year, actually. So me and my girlfriend Melissa Harton and and her soon-to-be husband Forty, they uh, we put on a race called Tombstone. So it's a hair scrambler race in part of the AMSA Association, the Off-Road Association here in Alberta. And uh, yeah, so it'll be the second time we're putting this race on. Uh, because of COVID, and it'll be uh, it'll be May long, and then uh, within the race we have some fun stuff in the evenings. We've got what's called a grave digger pinner, and uh, what it is, it's anybody against anybody. So eight year olds against, you know, the the pros. You put your name in a hat, and you've got to run through this obstacle course to get to your bike, and then you you go and do a hill climb. So we've got three three cash prizes for that so i think that'll be saturday night there on the on the september long so pretty excited Jeez, i think i'm gonna have to brush up on my uh, my off-road skills before yes. i jump into anything yes. like that maybe maybe i need to come uh, out to uh to a a surf and berms night and you you ladies can show me how to uh operate in in the woods because uh friendly confines of a motocross track yeah like i, I can get myself around no problem but uh uh, bark busters and, and, uh, uh, some case savers. And I'm, 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 I'm up to my ears already. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now you guys know how we feel when I go take my off-road bike to the track. I feel like for lack of a better term, I feel like a little bit of a gunful with my, with my headlight and my bark busters and <laughs> maybe a ripped Jersey. I'm like, Oh shoot. <laughs> so oh, I, no I now I've learned. Yeah. So now I specifically have like motocross gear and then I have like, just so I can keep fresh and, and keep clean and, and look, look like I, I can do the parts out there. There you go. Head to toe and Fox racing. Them, I assume. Yeah. Um, Danica, Talk, talk to me a little bit about, uh, and you've been in this sport for, I think, the longest of anybody on the line. Uh, and if that's incorrect, then I'm wrong. And that's that's just typical for the podcast. Um, but, like, t- talk to me a little bit about uh, how welcoming the sport of motocross has been to, to females racing uh, over the years. I think that's changed a ton um, from, it's obviously still a very male-dominated sport. Um, but how has that sort of that narrative changed a little bit in recent history and what does surfing berms do, um, to maybe, uh, expedite that a little bit, create that welcoming environment where, where women can come and, and, and have success with it and enjoy it and and just know that there's, there's something for me here. And I think that's a really important part. For sure. Yeah. I would say like, yeah, just the racing in general in the last, like, man just even in the last couple of years has changed so much like like I guess at the end of the day um like the women's racers in our sport especially like Canada like like don't get me wrong like you can make a living at it in like Europe and like like MXGP and stuff but the Canadian racing even for the men is a hard time to make a living for it so 
at the end of the day, I'd say most of the people that are showing up to like the national series or your local race series or off-road series, like they're there because they have like a complete passion for it and they're stoked to be on their bike. Right. So I think that's where like Surf of Worms has kind of implemented like, Hey, we're, we're here for fun. Like, yeah, of course, like you want to win, you want to take it serious, but it's really those memories along the way that you're going to remember. And it like in two years, you don't remember what place you placed at that local race, like in the middle of summer, right. You remember like going camping and eating whatever food and laughing with your friends. Right. So we're always just say it's, it's that adventure that, that your bikes are taking you on. So yeah, I would say racing in general is kind of like swap to, I, I would say being more, like accepting to new racers and the thing that like we've been trying to do is like a lot of like all the merch that we sell uh like 100 percent of the profits go back to the ladies riding community so we'll sponsor like race entries for for local events or we'll do like fun little prizes like most soaked and like best shredder like stuff like that where it'd be like your ladies that aren't typically getting like your top three podium in our like super series in Calgary and we'll give like the other ladies that deserve to be showcased um like kind of like their own trophy so yeah we kind of like try and produce soak that way and just get new ladies trying it like even even if you don't see yourself racing a national at some point but you're like ah man like I just want to check it off my bucket list like I'm all for like don't be a spectator like at the end of the day nobody cares like nobody's watching you like we're not here we don't want you to fail like we're here to see you succeed so yeah go have those like crappy practice days that you don't feel good but like come out and ride it and like even just getting on a bike and letting a clutch out is like such a huge achievement in itself let alone like getting on a track and then oh my god and then going off on a start like all these things are just like things that you always dreamt of doing and why not let somebody else share those experiences for certain and 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 you you i think you have that uh perspective of just having so much uh positive memories from the sport and 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 knowing that if you can welcome people with open arms and if you can uh like share those exact same experiences with them you you will like cultivate more relationships and there are going to be more people to go out to the track with and then more people to share your your level of stoke with because uh yeah i think uh i think uh, um, Cash has said it best. Like you just like you, you bring the noise, girl, and like uh, I think that uh, speaks volumes about the whole crew. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so nice. I keep muting myself on this side, either laughing or just like, yeah, no, vibes are high. I appreciate it, guys. But yeah, no, it's it's the whole community. Like it's not just me. Like trust me, these these chicks are so. Everyone in the community is so awesome, and yeah, I think that's our biggest thing is. It, for the people that have never tried it like we're just there to want to welcome them in and like have a taste of it and have somewhere to go right like it's we're all different outside of our two wheels but we can go for a rip together and just like share an awesome time fair enough well i appreciate that lexi let's turn things over back to you um you, you've uh, like you said we're you're a bit of an, a wood specialist when we get get into the air on the on the jumps uh maybe you like get some interesting style points going on there. Um, but what are you picky about on the bike? Um, like woods riding, uh, you do have to have a different setup. Uh, sometimes the people change things up. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know to you to be an extremely tall individual. Uh, what, what do you do to set up your bike so that you can uh, perform your best on race day? Oh man, you would laugh. <laughs> That's why I ask. Uh, Dean and, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm probably the most low maintenance rider ever. Um, <laughs> at the last super series we did, I had like a pretty clapped out moose in my rear tire. And, and uh, I just, I just, I'm just at the point where I'm just like, I just want to go ride and have fun on two wheels. And, and yeah, I'm not on the tall side, but I just make it work. And I, I don't do any like lowering or anything like that. I'm super blessed that I have the opportunity to have like really good suspension and a really awesome bike. I love my FX three fifty. Um, so if I'm picky with anything, it's probably my suspension setup and just making sure that I feel comfortable. So I'm not getting like deflected everywhere, but other than that, I just throw a leg over and hope for the best. And, uh, and I just want to have fun on two wheels, but I'm not too crazy picky about anything else. Do you use starting blocks when you're on the line? 
I should, but I don't. I just hang over on one side and tippy toe, try and balance, and then as soon okay. as K drops, I <laughs> hope I'm going straight. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Um, tell me about a, like uh, if if someone on the line was to forget something uh, in their gear bag, who would it be? Probably me. <laughs> okay, if it's not you, what have you forgotten? Oh, I don't know. I've forgotten boots one time. That was terrible. Yeah, I've close. forgotten boots but, too. Um, Helmet. When you forget gear, it's the worst. But the nice thing about when you're racing moto is usually everyone's got at least two sets of gear, so yep. you've got some friends to lean on. <laughs> um, but thankfully, I haven't I haven't been too forgetful lately. Um, so nothing too terrible. I got no stories on forgetting anything bad. Jan, what's uh, what's what's the gear gear bag uh, checklist look like for you? What and and what if uh, what have you forgotten in the past? Um. Oh gosh. So the one thing I think the worst habit I have is I hoard a lot of gloves. I have gloves tucked everywhere. I have gloves in my bag. I have a little bag on my handlebars, and there's gloves in there. I have my gloves on me. I think I think I have about nine to ten gloves. And if I'm super nervous about a race, um, I'll actually get, like, take out of my stash. I'll take, like, a fresh pair of gloves out. And it's just something about, like, fresh gloves or fresh socks that just, you know, makes you feel a little bit better. So I think that's my my biggest cork. But thankfully, I've never forgotten anything. Um, But I did have, gosh, I think it was the... 2019 I ended up with food poisoning on a hair scramble race out in the bush and and I was terrified and it was horrible and I was scared that the sweepers were going to catch up to me because it was so bad but thankfully I survived and and was able to to make it to the hospital okay oh jeez that's uh it was it was not good (laughs) ah you're gonna have stories like that in the in the the, the sport only me they're like I'm like, yeah, I, I, I crashed a lot in the mud. That's what we're going to say for now. <laughs> well, I'd rather crash yeah, so in the mud than crash in the drive, yeah. personally. Oh, yes, you definitely get a little bit more slide, a little bit extra points on those ones. Fair enough. Well, uh, like, uh, Lexi, you're our, like, resident off-road expert. Maybe it could be Jan at some point because she, she seems to be uh, <laughs> as proponent. Um, like, uh, who who on the line do you think would be uh, most adept to, to taking on a mud race? We know Danica has done so at uh, uh, Minnedosa, uh, but who who who's probably the best mud specialist if it's not yourself? Oh man, I think all these girls kick so much butt, uh, and they're all so <laughs> talented. I think we can all all get through it pretty okay. Um, but but Danica's a machine out there. I think she would probably uh, she'd be the one for sure. I feel like as much like the with the giggling and the super high energy when the helmet goes on, like is there is there like a Danica alter ego that we haven't met yet? I yeah. think I think yeah. the coolest thing about and 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 Danica is like kind of like she was saying before, like Danica brings so much stoke and it's it's infectious and everyone gets more stoked and there's there's nothing cooler than being able to battle on the track and then as soon as you stop everyone's done and and they come off the track and everyone's flapping high fives and super pumped and it doesn't matter if you came in first or last um but just like having that interaction is is so cool where i think in in some places or 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 different sports everyone kind of is like finished and then they like go off into their own thing and it's more competitive we're here it doesn't matter and it's all about just having fun on two wheels yeah, and I think that's exactly what is helping you guys grow this community. And uh, as I've seen, uh, the Surfing Berms um, Instagram—if they're not—if you're not already following Surfing Berms on Instagram, you need to. Uh, I see the that followship growing almost every single day. That's so encouraging to see. Um, and uh, Danica, do you guys have any uh, like? like events coming up in the near future i know you guys recently just had that uh uh the pump track night at beeline but uh you you're pretty good about getting these girls together on a regular basis which i I think is awesome to keep the sort of the community and the the togetherness uh more top of mind oh for sure yeah yeah it's like crazy we're february mid-february um 
it's super nice in the Calgary area. Like we're drying up. Like it's, of course it's on and off. Like we'll get some snow I'll probably all the way till June. Cause it's Calgary. <laughs> what can you expect? But yeah, no, we're going to have like our events come out here pretty soon, but for sure we're going to do um, like once a month ride night at wild Rose. Like we've kind of got that all planned out. Usually we take like the quiet night, like a Wednesday or Thursday when usually they're not that busy. And then we like go hide on the third track and just have like a bunch of volunteers to help out for that. But hopefully um, it's like probably starting in March, like there's international women's day. We'll have a ride night either at wild Rose or if it's snowing, we'll probably go to the indoor park at Beeline. So we'll start right away um, come March. And then hopefully we have something monthly and then, yeah, for sure. We're going to have our MX nights and we did like a street bike meetup last year. So we'll try and do that again. And, yeah we'll be like support at some of the races like the super series um a lot of us do that that series in calgary at wild rose mx so we'll be there like helping out ladies either get into racing or if they have any questions and then um lexi's actually the president of of uh, the second gear club so there's off-road races with that that we'll set up at and like help out and then jan is doing like like her own off-road race through AMSA, that Tombstone one in September. So yeah, you'll see us quite a bit this year and we'll probably have a, like a full of like event schedule come out in the next couple of weeks, but for sure we'll have our MX uh, ride nights at Wild Rose schedule come out probably in the next couple of days. Like that one's pretty much dialed in and then ladies can start planning around and, and skip, <laughs> try and leave work early one day to hit one of those for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll definitely stay tuned that way. Uh, clue into surfing berms, and we'll also share that on the Big MX Radio uh, social. Um, Kasha, you you've uh, got the number ninety six on the bike. Uh, it's close to my heart because it's close to my number. I rock ninety five. What what? Uh, why does the ninety six? What's uh, what does ninety six? Uh, like, uh, where does that in your heart as far as? And please don't tell me that's a birth year. <laughs> It is a first year because I have no idea what else to use it as. That's making me feel old. 88 wouldn't look too bad on my bike, though. Uh, oh, fair I'm enough. Older. 96, born in 96. Uh, that's why you got it on the bike, um, which also means that you do some racing. Uh, who like who gets more upset when you pass them? One of your female counterparts or when you pass one of the dudes on the track? Oh, for sure. I think this is the first year I passed a dude. So I'll say I'll go. How did that go? I don't think any girls. It was awesome. I was so excited. I've never passed a male person on the track before. And I did it every single race this year. So I was pretty stoked. I'm not going to say his name, but he's also the nicest person. He knows exactly who he is. (laughs) If he listens to this, he probably will know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, like, let, let's talk about that a little bit because there is there is that kind of friendly competition. If you take it a little bit too serious, things can go a little bit sideways. But uh, Lexi, how do you navigate that that sort of uh, territory of like you guys you guys are skilled. Like I I honestly I don't know if I could hang on to Danica at a, at a motocross track. Certainly not at Wild Rose. Um, how do you guys handle like having some like next level skills on bikes and uh, and some guys either having some hard feelings about that or being stoked for you. Oh, man. You know, as soon as your helmet goes on, it doesn't even matter. I think that it's definitely changed over. There are some people that get a little bit upset about it, but kind of puts a little fire in your step. Uh-huh. <laughs> that makes you want to push a little harder the next time. But um, I think that it's changed a lot. I think that a lot of people actually respect you. Um, and when you can put in a clean pass and you have that skill, um, people like I've been asked before, like to give tips to other people, um, uh, like riding off road and that kind of stuff too. So it's cool to be able to like have those interactions. Um, and, and, and no one's like, we're so blessed with the community that we have here that, that no one's ever like negative towards it. If anything, now I would say that the guys are encouraging more girls to get out and ride and they're stoked to have their kids and their wives and their significant others on, on bikes too. Right. 
Absolutely. Uh, again, that just continues to build uh, the community. Jan, well, like, what, what, what's the off-road uh, scenario for something like that? Have you have you passed somebody in the woods and then seen their eyes wide as saucers when they happen to realize that there was a ponytail coming out of that back of that helmet? Or even once you take the <laughs> take the helmet off when you get back to the pits, that they're uh, they're a little bit surprised to see that they got uh, they got smoked by uh, a young lady. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but um, definitely, I there was one incident that really sticks out in my head. It was just like a guy's ride that I got to be a part of on like a Saturday, and um, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know, and we just headed out. You know, like what uh, Lexi says, once your helmet goes on, we're just out there to have fun, and so we were cruising, cruising, and then we were we we stopped at an intersection to make sure everybody was there and this guy we asked him are you good man he's like no i need a break and we're like oh you okay he's like no i you know when i seen a girl you know putting on her gear i was expecting an easy ride but he's like i think i'm the girl here today and i was like oh shoot i was pretty you know i'll just put that one in my pocket and save it for later and and it was kind of cool because just been putting in a lot of years on trying to work on my speed and, and staying clean out there so to me that was a big compliment oh, i love it and, and, and danica you probably <laughs> got the most amount of experience with something like that like I, I i swear to god i think the two of us need to put down a moto at some point to settle this whole thing but uh you you've raced uh women's nationals for a lot of years uh and i assume probably like when you race locally in calgary like do you line up with the women like the the uh, specifically with the women's classes do you do you uh but you do you also dip your toes uh racing in the men's classes uh junior or intermediate <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely race both um i i love it like i think everyone should experience racing like in the class and and the ladies if you can right um i would say like like no like my, my favorite race ever was they used to put the ladies on the same gate as the plus 50 men oh no and dude that is the best mixture of people that you can get on a track like the dads and like these old dudes are savages but they're like having to go to work on monday but like also not wanting us to pass them and then there's oh this is the worst hell no that's baby boomers against young women racing dirt bikes dude it's the best and like our vet our vet crew of riders at the track are just like so awesome they're just like (laughs) always wanting you to do better and like I'm, I'm turning bet this year guys so plus 30 here i come but yeah no i can't wait but yeah i would say that's that's like the best group i would say any any race that you line up with like in your local series is like just have fun with it like like yeah you'll find that one person that you probably always meet up in the middle of the race and you have the sickest battles and it doesn't matter if it's a battle for last or first you just like yeah you just <laughs> be able to latch on to the those riders the race within the race. That uh, honestly is one of those things that has kept me coming back for more and more. And you're preaching to the choir when it comes to vet racing because it wasn't until I I entered myself in the plus 25 B class. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about how many people showed up that day, but we are gonna talk about the number one plate that I walked away with. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all about uh, like like going out performing your best and uh, and getting that throttle therapy it's it's and it's so good to hear that like literally all four of you women uh resonate off of that same um that same sentiment that like the the sport of motocross is so much more than going fast on two wheels it's so much more than the people that you're you're with it's so much more than just going out there and, and getting a motocross win like obviously or or on off-road race um Trophies are awesome, friends are awesome, but it's everything all together. And uh, and you and you four women are, are fantastic ambassadors for the sport uh, as well as surf and berm. So Danica, I uh, hats off to you for for this awesome collection of women. And uh, um, I'm, I can't wait till we have uh, three more ladies on the show in, in a couple months time. For sure, yeah. No, thanks for having me. And like, yeah, and uh, like everyone on this call, like the whole community, it's just. I like I can't thank it enough like it's it's what stokes me at the end of the day it's it's like our mental therapy to get out and be around these people like yeah it's just a great community to be in and I guess anyone that's outside looking in if they ever want to try it like hit up your local track your local dealer anyone that's involved in the motorsport power sport industry are 
either passionate about it or were once you trying to get into it. So even if it's just not surf and berms, like your local series, your local off-road groups, like there's got to be somebody out there and, and the whole community is just like very welcoming. So yeah, I recommend anyone to try it. And if you're around our area or you see one of our events somewhere else, like we'd be stoked to have you out there. Even if you just come without a bike the first time and just check it out. Right. Like, like we're just all there to have a good time. Go check it out. I really appreciate you, your time, Jan. Uh, I'll turn it to you for one last time here. If you had <laughs> uh, an opportunity to, uh, to give some advice or some words of wisdom to a young lady who might be listening to this podcast, maybe a young man who's listening to this podcast, l- looking to get into the sport of motocross or continue their journey within it, what would you tell them? Oh, man, I, I would tell them just do it. Um, even if you're just like second guessing it or you're wondering just go for it and, and seek out the people um i've had since day one i've had tons of smiles from girls and guys and and it's just always i just get goosebumps just thinking about it right now um since day one i had a girl hit me up to go riding and that's how i got into it and i she talked about dirt biking the next day i went to old Sitesco motorsports in okotoks and picked up a yamaha and and then the rest is history so definitely um just enjoy the enjoy the bike and the smell and the, and the ride definitely absolutely and, and by the way two strokes do smell better um lexi no, same I question I, know. Um, I think it's always it's right now i think just don't let yourself get too worked up about having the newest stuff or the best gear or whatever just mm. go out the community is so welcoming to to get you whatever you need if you're if you're stressed out about unloading your bike on your own the guy next beside you or the girl next beside you someone's going to be there willing to help um so just just like jan said just do it get on get off the couch go ride <laughs> there you go just get out and and, uh, and twist the throttle uh kasha wanted to save you for last i know you've got uh you have you've probably had mm-hmm. some great things to say uh about getting into the sport and continuing with it and uh and just how much of a positive influence surfing berms have been on your journey yeah for sure are, are you asking the same question yes just to clarify <laughs> okay um i think jan and um lexi literally hit the nail on the head i don't like just do it and and don't be afraid of the entire experience I think that like I let the fear kind of get to me for the first few months there I didn't think I was capable um and then I finally just decided to get my butt off the couch as Lexi said and do it and I have not regretted a single day of it and I don't think I've ever had a bad experience since like even if you tip over or whatever like it's the same thing with any sport if you if you make a mistake you're just going to learn from it and the awesome thing that i think is unique to to the moto community is that um everyone's happy there's there's no bad vibes everyone's there to support you and encourage you and if you're if you don't do any sports right now and you're looking to find one i think moto's the best one there you go. Well, absolutely go out there and enjoy it. For Jan, Kasha, Lexi, Danica White, myself, Brad Gephardt, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and, and, and making time for this. This has been an absolute honor for me to uh, to welcome you guys on the podcast. And uh, Lexi had been on before. Danica, of course, we try and get on at least once a month. But uh, <laughs> I think all five of you or all four of you are going to be, be repeat offenders on the Big MX Radio podcast because I couldn't be happier with how this went. And uh, I really appreciate you guys making time for us. Thank, thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, thank you again so much. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And there you have it. The Berms Crew here on Big MX Radio. I really can't say enough how much I appreciate these ladies for coming on the show and sharing their experience, their passion for the sport of motocross, and just how much they truly, truly enjoy the rawness of the sport and enjoying it and spending time and and just how welcoming they've been to newcomers into the motocross community. And for those who are listening, if you've been racing for a long time, or maybe this is your first year, that first time that you go to the track, it's so important to have that 
new person that you've you've maybe ne you've never met before. Uh, they give you uh, they they loan you a wrench or uh, like just a friendly conversation to welcome you into the sport of motocross. The sport is full of those stories, and there's that uh, when you're leaving the track on that first time that you ever go, or even later on in your career, even myself, 20 years into this. You share a nod or a wave to somebody that you might not have even seen out there on the track. It's just that mutual understanding that we're enjoying the sport. It's not easy. Um, everyone's got their own sense of mastery of the sport. Some people struggle. Some people make it, it look extremely easy. I'm usually the first one, but regardless. Um, I, I think that's just so powerful, and uh, I'm so glad these ladies were able to echo those sentiments uh, during this podcast, and I hope that resonates with you, the listener, as well. Head on over to BigMXRadio.com, enter the raffle. If you haven't already, uh, that would be fantastic. Like I said, we're going to try and put on some riding schools with the money that we raise for those, so uh, there are a limited amount of tickets, so get your tickets while they still last. BigMXRadio.com, uh, enter to win. You can get one ticket for $20. Three tickets for $50. If you want to get 10 chances to win uh, a number of prizes, uh, you can kick in for uh, $120. So BigMXRadio.com. This is a fantastic podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening.